Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the man in gray, oh, no. Brandon Duncan. Head to toe in, in pretty much gray with the sweatpants and the sweatshirt. Yeah, bro. Very nice. Brandon, yeah. you've worn that same outfit the last three times I've seen you. I mean, I have no explanation. It's after work. <laughs> You're in your after work comfy clothes. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. wasn't criticizing. I'm yeah. just stating a fact. I'm not going to lie. Like, when I, the shirt I'm wearing right now, I wore most of yesterday too because I just like slept in it and woke up and was kind of lazy throughout the day. And then suddenly it was t- podcast time. Yeah. So here I am. Dude, my, sh- my gym shorts that I wear like at night at home, I think I maybe wash those once a month. Yeah. There's a point. I, I do I the mean same my thing. Wife. <laughs> I do the same thing and eventually they start to get a little ripe and I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm only time. wearing them for like two or three hours and it's not like I'm you know, wearing the same underwear all the time. So right. they're not getting filthy. Oh, yeah, of course. You just give it the good old smell test. And no. you're good to go. It's just me at home in my computer chair when I'm wearing them. Like, that's it. Just playing games or doing work, Farting whatever. And you got to do the smell well, test yeah, every that. once in a while. So, and also, Ben, how are you? I'm great. Good. How are you now? Uh, not bad. Can't complain. Today has been a really weird day because uh, I didn't have a lot of work to do, which was nice. But then, like, I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably like 1230. And it was like three o'clock. Yeah. I feel like my day is three hours behind or ahead or whatever. Yeah. Um, what time did you weird. wake up? Um, A little after eight. OK. So it's not like you got started super late. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's been a weird slow, not slow, just off axis. My like. yesterday was like that. Yeah. Because I got up and went to work at like little before six mm-hmm. and it was dark ish out and I got done like around five and went right home and it was already dark and I was like oh it's you know, I feel so tired and damn dude it's always dark it was just always dark and I thought it was like 10 o'clock and it was really 5 30 so that was fun waking up before 7 a.m I'm pretty sure is inhumane on everybody yeah like, I try to avoid that as much as possible I would rather stay up. I'm not kidding. Would rather stay up until seven than get up at seven. You just know, how my body works. 
when for a long period of my life, I was getting up at six and getting Holly to work at seven and I'd be work at seven thirty. And when it first started, I'm like, I'll get used to it. Nope. No, I never, ne- never yeah. got used to it. I used to work on a golf course where I had to be on the golf course by like five thirty, and it never got better. I was like, well, I'll go to bed earlier. So I'd go to bed at like eight o'clock worse. Go to bed at like 10 o'clock bad. Okay. I'll stay up later. Go to bed at two bad. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Brandon, you, you're kind of a, you have to be an early riser now, right? Yeah. Um, and I still stay up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's part of the problem is I've actually been uh, kind as of you sit with the balls in hand miserable uh, today um, because I'm so tired because I've not been getting very much sleep recently. So yeah. I end up staying up late and then getting up early, which doesn't. I don't know. I don't get it because I can be tired from the day if I had to wake up early, but I yeah. still end up staying up late. It's like I just want to do stuff even if I'm tired. I Right. I don't want to go to bed at oh yeah, like, eleven. Like like I am pretty tired right now. And on my on my drive home, I was like, "Holy fuck, I am tired," and I'm just getting out of work. Right. And guarantee I will stay up just as late as I did last night tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm just riding the wave, man. That reminded me of t- today. So Monday and Tuesdays are my days at home, and then Wednesday I usually, I go into my other job. And so it's just it's bad. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to being at home and then it's like the days you have to go to work. It's like, ugh. right. But cool. Well, I'm glad everyone's doing well. This is the HP podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. Thanks everybody for listening. Of course, if you don't already, make sure to subscribe, whether it's on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also check out our website, handsomephantom.com, where we've got lots of new content pretty much every weekday. This show in particular is sponsored by Balls Garana. Uh, check it out. at uh, It's an energy drink that is absolutely delicious. We drink here on the show Literally every Tuesday. every week. Drinking a cherry cola right now. And it's great. You know, I uh, what's funny is when we, got, when we got all the balls in, I had agreed to house the balls at my house. Since this is where we record, it makes sense yeah. to have it all here. Got the nice little studio space. And I said, I'm going to try desperately to not drink this when we're not recording it's it's not fair to everybody if i'm drinking these multiple <laughs> every day while everyone else could, only drinks them on tuesday it could be like a rent you get like an allowance of like <laughs> one right. a week for storage or or you know two that's, I, that's a good idea the payment yeah for, okay yeah because i was gonna say the other night um i was uh very thirsty Oh no! And I'm just I, looking at you. I drank one of the root beer ones. That was nice. like probably two weeks ago. Now I did share that with you guys on the. Slack. He's still guilty about it because he, he's mentioning it again. Yeah. Still- oh, I wanted the audience to know. Here's know? the thing: the audience doesn't know. I figured that that for the pain and suffering I endured in in getting the sponsorship and getting the balls and then transporting it, I should. They actually sent two cases of each. Mm. And I just kept one case for my Damn, case. Dude. So, so far I've only drank four cases of balls in three weeks, but no big wow. deal. Wow. Dang. That entire thing was not true, by the way. I've held true, though. I feel like I'm actually pretty, the fact that I've only broke once, uh, which that, I mean, there's been some other situations. Like when we got them, I was like, Ben, I'm taking two of these with me on vacation. It's yeah. just, it's just, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's and then one time Ben and I got together actually last week when we were, dying on the roads to look at Gundams. Right. I brought I brought some for us. So. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's a discretion thing. We just yeah. want 
All in all, we want the boys to have the balls. Of course. Every time. All right. Let's talk about dreams and shout outs. Yeah. Who would like to go first? Brandon, go go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm dreaming, uh, that one day sooner than later, I will live closer to my job. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Used to live very close. And I'm going to be like really vague with living closer in the job and like, I don't know what the circumstances are. I don't care. I just want to be closer to it because in the past week, like I said, I haven't been sleeping like I should. And that, in addition to the massive amount of traffic I've had to incur, mm. I've just been an anxious mess. I hate it. Right. So, yeah, man, that's my dream. Brandon, I have to know something. How often are you getting to work or how early are you getting to work? My starting time. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I picture you as a guy who would like want to be there twenty five minutes early. Oh no, that yeah, that used to be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my dream for all the people that drive, you know, like an hour to work. Bless you, because I hate it. Um, and yeah, shout out to Need for Speed Heat. Mm. Ooh, um, it. It's kind of a mixed bag of reviews. Well, from what I've read from some of the reviews, I'm anxiously awaiting when I'm going to pick it up. I'm waiting a little bit, but shout out to it because I'm glad from the reviews, it seems like it's exactly what I wanted. Did they clean some stuff up from the last game? Yeah, I I read a couple of people say it's like some of the best parts of all the other games put together. And, right. you know, they borrow some stuff or like, you know, Take a note from some stuff Forza does. All good things. All good things. Nice. So, And I've seen some videos. It's obviously beautiful. So I have access to it right now through EA nice. uh, Origin Premiere, since yeah. I have that for Star that. Wars yeah. right now. There's a lot of interesting shit on there. So many games on there. Yeah. The only one that I am really compelled to actually try to play in the next month or two is uh, Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, yeah. It's on there. And actually... Nice. Uh, spoiler for later. I guess we don't mention it specifically, but they were nominated for a game award yeah. for best narrative design. Cool. There you go. So I mean, I've been wanting to check that one out anyway. But cool, Ben. Yeah. Uh, both of mine, my dream and shout out, are both gaming related. The first one, I'll just go ahead and say my shout out. We're going to talk about this later in the show, I think. So I don't want to say too much, but just shout out the Fallen Order. Mm. Um, it is just continually impressing me. And I just love having a Star Wars game that I enjoy a lot. Yes. It's uh, been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Been a while. Do we have to say that every show? Yeah. Is I it, think that's a that's a thing now. Is, is it a it, part of some, our contract? Someone says it's been a while. From here on out, if someone says it, you have to respond by saying it's been a while, but do not acknowledge it. Right. Okay. Move on. From here on out. So if any new listeners... You know, they haven't heard this episode. They listen. They're going to be like, well, I guess that's just a thing. We've been doing that for uh, just in our general lives for literally years. Right. So now it's a thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that's my brief shout out, which we'll talk about more later. And then um, my dream uh, is also game related. It's just literally my end of the year, like what I'm striving to play by the end of the year. Um, I got a little bit left in Fallen Order to finish up, which I think is going to be great. And then like the only two games I want to finish or, you know, play by the end of the year are The Outer Worlds and Death Mm. Stranding. Mm. 
by far two of the best received games of the year so far. Nominated uh, for Game Awards. Not both nominated for Game of the Year. Right? Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my dream is just being able to play those games. I already it's not like I have to play a new game that right. I've never heard of. It's not like pre embargo. Like I get to actually just know that I'm going to be jumping into a games that are critically revered and are good, and I'm I'm excited about that. For my dream, I'm going to go twofold. Okay. Because one of these I don't know how to work in later in the show. First dream is that I'm excited for Thanksgiving, and this sounds really hokey, but I'm thankful for the way that my Thanksgivings go uh-huh. because I know that a lot of people dread Thanksgiving. They hate the idea of getting their family together because they just fight about, you know, Donald Trump because for some reason they can only think about one person right? Uh, <laughs> that they don't even know. So a lot of people. I met him once. Yeah. Oh, you did? This was like 10 years ago. Donnie J. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. But uh, yeah, so I'm thankful that my Thanksgivings are not stressful and I'm excited specifically because my parents are going to be here the whole week. Yeah. And so we're just going to hang out, hopefully watch uh, Bugs Life on Disney Plus. Nice. My mom's going to make me lasagna. It's going to be great. So I'm very. I got to come get some of that lasagna. That lasagna is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'll probably just walk over whether you want me to or not. I mean, I can I can have an HP dinner <laughs> yes. sponsored by Marsha Furman, maybe. I don't know. Yes. Figure that out. So Go check out Marsha Furman's YouTube channel, by the way. Yeah. She just posted an unboxing of uh, her new Secret Lab chair. Oh, and, relevant uh, to our interests. Yeah. Relevant to the gaming world. Yeah. But yeah. So that's partially my dream. The other dream that I'm working just so we can quickly mention it is uh, we recently got a code for Disco Elysium. And so we're going to do some kind of content. We're trying to figure out what that is because it's a little late for a review. But yeah. We didn't request that one before it came out. We just missed it until right. it was already out. And then I just so everybody knows why we got it later is we just uh, said, hey, we're doing game of the year talks and stuff like that. Right. Um, it'd be good to consider this. And then we get it. And like two days later, it gets nominated for some awards. Right. Yeah. So I played that for about an hour today. And I am like super, super intrigued by it. It is, it's funny coming off of Death Stranding. It's like I back to back. I've two, played two games that are completely unlike anything I've ever played before. Nice. I mean, Disco Elysium has that that CRPG right groundwork, but there's weird. But like your mind is like a character in the game. There's a lot of like internal psychological stuff going on that is unlike anything I've seen before. Nice. So cool. yeah, that's definitely what I want to, I would like to play, but it doesn't like, it's not one of my, like, oh, I have to play this by the end of the year, but I want to play that soon. Right. It's interesting. I'll, I'll just give you a quick thing that right off the bat intrigued me is that when you create your character, this game isn't a combat game, but there are RPG elements. And so you can choose a character that's like super smart, that has like a super psychological side or someone that's super tough, but each of these have bad aspects. Like if you're super smart, you're not good at talking to people. If you have the psychological side, that's really good. And you're an attractive person to talk to. You also have a more tendency to be slightly crazy. Gotcha. And the people that are, you know, have more power or whatever, or more of a fighter will have bad tempers. Right. And so seems a little too true to life here. There's a part where it was like, I can choose, it's like, to talk to inanimate objects. Uh-huh. I'm like, I wonder if I would have chose a different character build if that would have not been the case. Right. So very 
interesting stuff. Okay, and real quick, my shout out. This is really off the wall, but my friends in the band, Mike Maids in the Branches, just released a special edition of their new album. Oh, yeah. It has three new songs and three acoustic tracks, and it's definitely my favorite album this year. Uh, it's called uh, When We Were in Love. So I'd recommend. How long ago did the, the, the album come out? Uh, it Two was months, definitely this year. Well, I know it was this year yeah. for sure. I well, it came out before they got picked up by their label, right? No, that was it was before it, was, it they were signed to Tooth and Nail, and then it came out. So well, maybe it's been longer than I thought. Then I was yeah. thinking that's only been out a couple months, and I thought, oh, that's fast for a special edition. But yeah, but uh, no, the the album is amazing. I looked at my iTunes; they can now tell you like what your top albums of the year, and that was by landslide the album I had listened to the most. Yeah. So, uh, good like indie rock type music. So if you like that, check it out. All right. We've got a lot of news to go over, so I'm going to just dive right in. First of all, do you guys remember yesterday? Do you remember yesterday like it was yesterday? Barely. Because like, yesterday. I already, told you, I already told you yesterday was messed up no, for I'm me. I'm just saying, do you remember yesterday? Because it was a monumental day sure. in the world of gaming. Where were you yesterday? Where were you when you found out that a new Half-Life game was wow. in development. True. So Valve on Twitter, after rumors swirling around all day, confirmed that they're working on a new Half-Life game. It is called Half-Life Alex, and it's A-L-Y-X, which isn't there a character in Half-Life named Alex? I think so. I don't know shit about Half-Life, really. Yeah. I should remedy that. But what's interesting is that this is a VR game. Have you ever played Half-Life? I have, but I never finished it, and uh-huh. it was so long ago, I don't remember anything. Right, yeah, I understand that part. Yeah. I just didn't even know if you'd played it. Yeah, I played, like, some of one and some of two. The only, just to clarify, the reason yeah. I was asking is because I was trying to think about how long ago that was for me and what stage of my life it was, mm. and you were a little bit behind that, so yeah. that's all I was asking. So this is going to be their flagship VR game, Probably it's for Steam VR, which means it will work on pretty much any PC headset. But I'm sure this is going to be a big thing for the Valve Index. There will be more info this Thursday uh, at, I believe, 9 a.m. I my thing got screwed up here, but this Thursday, new info. Nice. This is monumental for so many reasons. Obviously, this isn't Half-Life 3, but it is a new Half-Life game and Maybe just as importantly, this is a new game developed by Valve. That's re- that's the most important thing. But we don't opinion. know that for sure, technically. Well, it's probably one of the other companies they've bought at this point. Right. You have to imagine the developers they had 15 years ago aren't really uh, pumping out a whole lot of stuff anymore. Like they probably got reassigned or left left Valve or got you know whatever. Have you ever heard about how Valve operates? Very little. It's some there's some weird shit there. Like basically no one has a boss at Valve. Uh-huh. And for the most part, you can work on whatever you want and start projects or choose to move around. And so people move around their desks based on what projects they're working on. I I have heard that. Was that in one of Blake's books? Yes. Okay. And I think they also have some kind of thing where they can they have a voting system where they can vote on things as a company that they it's like under their yeah, desk. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just a very the like I've heard before that Half-Life 3 has never been in development because no one at Valve was interested in making it, which mm. could be. I don't know. I but, could see that. 
I don't. Is this the biggest? Is this going to be the biggest hype machine of all time? Because everyone's bitched so much about, you know, it was a meme that Half Life mm. Three was never coming, right? right? Mm. Yeah. And so, is this? Nothing can live up to the expectation of whatever they want Half Life Three to be, especially. And I think the fact that it's VR too seems a little gimmicky, even though I don't think VR is gimmicky. But right. um, I just think it's kind of like a. I mean, they're obviously going to... They're, they're kind of sticking push, the name on it. I don't know. They're pushing the index, for sure. That's what it feels like to me, is that, like, oh, remember this game? Like, remember? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. There's, I'm, I'm of two minds of this, because in one sense, I'm like, people are like, well, I was excited until I saw it was VR. I'm like, well, you could have nothing. Right. So or maybe you could you get should, VR. Yeah. So, but I'm also like, okay, Valve... You knew that this is what people would buy. You know this is what people want more than anything. Right. And so that's why you're doing this as a VR game to try to sell your stupid headset. Sure. It's a thousand fucking dollars. It's not insane. It is. I wonder if there if there's any benefit to people. I mean, you know, playing it on other headsets to them. Like what's how much more value do they get mm. if people play it on other headsets than they do if they get their really it's just that thousand dollar upfront and then which they're not making a full thousand. And then I guess you buy into their infrastructure, but how amazing would it be if this game is out on Thursday or if they announce it Thursday and it's out Friday, it'd be real amazing. That would be crazy. That would be, they would sell. I mean, how could you not, if you have a VR headset, just be like, well, I got to know right and buy it right then. Well, they would have the instant cash grab for sure. Right. But I guess, and pretty much like, I feel like anybody who's got a VR headset, Probably is tuned into the world of VR games. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Not on PSVR, I betcha. Ben, I think you you <laughs> brought up a very interesting question is that what is Valve's angle right. on this? What do they gain? I mean, obviously the sales of a game. Well, they're going to make money for sure. But yeah, what is the value? I'm. You have to wonder how much Valve, how much money Valve has. Like an asinine amount of money. I don't know what kind of money it takes to house all of the games and run Steam and everything, but if you figure until the Epic Games Store came out, probably 90% of PC games were bought on Valve right. or on Steam, if not if not more, excuse me. Right. Um, that's They've got some capital. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious, do you guys think that... So before this, the most recent game that Valve had developed was the Dota card game which had flopped pretty damn hard. Yeah. That was, wow, that was just this year. Was that this year? I I think it was, yeah. I think it was real early in the year. Huh. Anyway, yeah, that didn't do so well, and they had done some, like, portal-related stuff for when the Vive came out. But, yeah, it's been a, a long time. So the question is, and there's no way of us knowing, we can only speculate, is that are we are we seeing Valve become interested in making games again? I don't know. Um, I, I mean, if they are, they're I, not pushing it. I think that it wouldn't be bad for them to diversify now that they actually have competition. Maybe that's mm. why they are doing this to kind of like, you know, they were on top and now they're just trying to say like, well, if the paradigm shifts the other way away from us, then we don't have anything to fall back on. So maybe they're trying to kick up the games again. Yeah, they need to be. a. I mean, they definitely need to be a publisher developer. To survive after with all this competition. And 
realistically, the only one that's given them any real competition is Epic, but they've got deep, deep pockets right now. Yes. Yeah. Man, you have to imagine that a game like Left 4 Dead 3, it, I feel like it's perfect in the modern landscape of like games as a service. Even oh, VR. Yeah. Like, think I feel about, like it would be a good VR game. Yeah, too. VR. Yeah. You know, like, just think about like all of the different ways you could monetize. Like, this sounds slimy, but all the cosmetics, all the characters, different yeah. level packs. You know, make make the base game for Left 4 Dead three free. Right. And then add-ons galore. Just seems obvious. Do you think Left 4 Dead needs another game? Yeah, dude. It was yes. it was amazing. I know it was. I'm saying like. Are we okay with the memories we have, or do we need another game in that series? Mm. I want another couch co-op game that plays like that one does. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's what I liked about it most is that and the multiplayer mode where you got the play as a zombie. Oh, man. The uh, 4v4 yeah. zombies versus humans. That mode was, was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Man, we could still dive in on PC and play that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, that'd be... I remember thinking Left 4 Dead 1 was better than 2. I agree with that. Yeah, it was cool what they did with, like, the melee weapons and stuff. Like, it was cool, but it didn't... Something was off. Wasn't that a one-year turnaround? Like It was fast. I don't know if it was a year, but it was fast. I feel like it was two Christmases in a row. Well, no. Left for Dead games. I mean, but Let me the, do that on, on the live. I'll research it while you're talking. But the best thing about Left for Dead is that, like... I mean, if you're talking about them doing another one... They literally just picked up with a new story with four other people. Mm-hmm. You literally can do that anywhere. There can be any setting anywhere. Just get four people or three people or two people or one person, you know, right. like, and there's your setting. Yeah. Or maybe you could pick between multiple sets mm-hmm. of people, you know? You're right, yeah. Dustin. It was uh, November 17th, 2008 for Left 4 Dead. Okay. And November 17th, 2009 for Left 4 Dead 2. Damn. Quick turnaround. So literally a year. Yeah. That's basically an expansion. It really is. And I feel like that's when zombies were like cool. They were on that. I think that game single handedly helped raise awareness of zombies. Like, Wasn't that around the same time as uh, Walking Dead started? Mm, I want to say that was a couple years ahead of, ahead yeah, of Walking I, Dead. Oh, really? I think it was ahead. Walking I Dead's think. in what, like their ninth season now, which puts them about a year after or two years after the first game. Interesting. Yeah. But, um,. Now, if you're talking comics, yeah, they were they existed a long time before that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about. It. I'd love to yeah. see a Portal Three also, Poof. but I yeah. don't know. I'm more excited about the idea of Portal Three and Left 4 Dead Three than Half Life Three, personally. What about what if they just shock everyone? New Team Fortress. <laughs> Whoa, you New know Counter Strike. They did. I mean, they're they trying were to Overwatch compete with Overwatch. O- yeah. Yeah. They're, maybe they're trying to start up their own league. Maybe that that's another angle they're trying to work. Hmm. Drop the new thing. Stress how competitive it is hmm. and then try and start a league. Walking Dead came out seven days shy of a year after Left 4 Dead 2. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. OK. Any other thoughts? I mean, we'll have plenty to talk about next week, I'm sure. Yeah. With uh, this. So I guess we'll just move on from there. Okay, there was a big event that Microsoft put on called XO 2019. This is basically their PlayStation experience only of Xbox games. Right. Only a dumber name. Yeah, XO. (laughs) So 
we basically they did an episode of Inside Xbox. It was like a big press conference. We got lots of new announcements. We're going to blitz through some of the big ones. First of all, Rare is developing a new game called Everwild. And I think the only thing interesting to say about this is that it doesn't look like a Wait. Rare game. Yeah. So could be interesting. It's cool to see Rare, you know, hopefully make games that are either A, good, <laughs> or B, <laughs> Uh, not a connect. I mean, this falls in the same camp, but not like a, not connect. a fucking toad game. Yeah, <laughs> like so, a like a vintage. Did anyone? S- did you guys see the trailer for that at all? I saw the trailer, but I didn't see anything other than that. That's literally all I saw. There's like no info in the right. trailer. It's nothing to even be able to get excited about. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian has a new game coming out called Grounded. This is a multiplayer game. It's a survival game where it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Did we get some hints of this earlier in the year? Was this one that was talked about at all? I don't know. Not by name or... Okay. Yeah. I just knew they were working on something that wasn't an RPG. Right. This could be interesting. Yeah, I think I it could be. I it. It's, uh... I just am not interested in survival games yeah, for the most either. part, where you're, like, crafting stuff and getting materials and stuff doesn't, doesn't you know, float my boat yeah, at right. this point. I definitely could be into it because I was playing Ark there for a while and I was really enjoying it. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, and like it's not that I put it down for any specific reason and I would love to play it again, but I think you put it down when Shadowkeep came out. Yeah, probably around then. But uh there were some people online that were like, Oh, why aren't they working on an RPG? It's like Outer Worlds came out days ago, basically. It's like they're gonna announce a new AAA rpg right now well they definitely have more than one team at this point right you know okay uh raw fury has a new game they're publishing called west of dead uh the open beta is out now and the main interesting aspect is that the voice uh the main character is ron perlman so wow it's i thought it looked interesting uh neat art style but Something to check out if you're interested in checking out a free open yeah. beta. I like Raw Fury's uh, repertoire a lot. They're yeah, really growing, too. They do a lot of good stuff. Bleeding Edge. This is a game we heard about at E3. This is basically like Overwatch, but with melee weapons. Uh, this is from... Who's the team that did uh, Hellblade that Microsoft just bought? Yeah, um, Team Ninja. Team Ninja. So, is it, wait, is it Team Ninja? No, Team Ninja, not Team Ninja. Team Ninja is who did Neo. Yeah. You're and right. Ninja game. Was it, is Ninja there a Fury? Ninja Fury. Ninja is there a Ninja Fury. in it? How bad are Ninja we at this? Theory. Oh, my goodness. Ninja, Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Yeah. Honestly, we should just cancel this podcast I got us right close. Now. Brandon Honestly, brought us home. That's Ninja usually the opposite. Theory. I played this at E3. Uh-huh. Mm. Not for you? Not for me. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's bad because there wasn't enough time for me to know if it was really bad. It wasn't done yet either, but I didn't wasn't particularly fond of what I played. I don't know where this just came from in my head, but where is Biomutant? I literally, oh my god! I was, was that just to come out this year. You read yes. my fucking mind. Really? Yeah. Has you, everyone just you, forgotten? You said about E three. It made me think about playing it at PAX, and I think Did it was just at E three. Okay, the hold radar. on. No, it's definitely not out yet. Bio mutant. We're gonna search bio mutant release date. Yes, it does say twenty nineteen. It's not coming out. This year. It's not coming out this year for sure. But it's surprising they haven't said anything yet. Okay, yeah. that is interesting. They're kind of riding the wire there. Okay, uh, don't nod. The developers of Life is Strange is a new game coming out called Tell Me Why. 
It's coming out in summer of 2020. They said all the episodes will be out summer 2020. I heard somewhere that they said three episodes, but I can't confirm that. Well, I know there is an episode three. I don't know if there's. What do you mean? Only three. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I mean, there, there's going to be at least three episodes. At least three episodes. Yeah. Okay. So. Because they, there was something they said about the. Well, maybe not. I suppose it's not necessarily. But they said something about the start, middle, and conclusion. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean three episodes. Yeah, it's interesting. The one of the big things that they were saying is that this game, that one of the main characters is transgender, right? Which is, you know, not common at right. all, really, in video games. So, kind of an interesting take. They announced it on uh, Trans Awareness Day too. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Halo Reach is coming to the Master Chief Collection. We already knew about that, but it has a date now, December third, and that includes the PC version. I'm probably nice. probably gonna have to. Pretend this doesn't exist until I beat the other games I want to play this oh, year. Oh, man. Noise. I'm definitely hopping in, playing a couple multiplayer rounds on yeah. PC. You know, you play day. the zombies, bro. Zombies, dude. Yeah. Is that, oh, the multiplayer mode zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Where I didn't it, play that much. It would, like, the Infection. humans. Yeah, it, that's what it was. Uh, all the humans had shotguns, and then the, zomb- the one zombie that started off can run really fast and has an energy sword. Yeah. And then you get infected, obviously. Dude, I It's one of my favorites. I fucking love that game mode. If someone told me, if they like somehow could figure out how many hours I played Reach, I would probably off myself. Yeah. Knowing that I wasted that much time in my early 20s or middle 20s. Mine was Reach and Modern Warfare 2. Yes, that too. (laughs) Uh, Age of Empires 4 has been announced. It's coming next year. Oh, shit. I don't know a lot about it. So I don't either, but I love Age of Empires. Age of Empires 2 uh, Definitive Edition out on PC now on Game Pass. I was going to download that, and I was like, I don't have time to play the games I do have. So I just played Age of Empires 2, the original edition, or Game of the Year, whatever it was, earlier this year. Yeah. So I don't need to play it again this year. Hmm. Minecraft Dungeons has a release date or a release window, April 2020. The important thing to know is this game is also coming out on PlayStation 4. And is this it? is basically, yeah. I didn't know they confirmed that. Okay. Yeah. It is basically like baby's first Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, which is kind of cute. I think it's super cute. That's awesome. I think that I will definitely check this out on Game Pass. Right. So. Just maybe, to just to pop in. Just pop in. Check it out. I don't need to put 10 hours in. Maybe like two or three, though. Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred. Why, why not? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the 1.5, 2.5. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> 1.5, 2.5, 2. 2.8. Coming to Xbox One. So you'll be able to play all the Kingdom Hearts games. Pretty incredible. Wow. Not, that, is, I'm, not that I'm going to again, but. Here's the one interesting thing I'll say real quick about this is that they lost the source code for, I think, at least Kingdom Hearts 1, maybe 2 also. They didn't have it anymore. So when you buy the. Uh, collection on ps4 right now yeah the assets were extracted from a ps2 disc it wasn't from the source code um, so i'm like wow that must have been some engineering fuckery oh yeah to do that that wow. must have been really not easy it's incredible wow. so now they're moving this is a you know ps2 code that's going to be running on uh xbox hmm. very neat uh planet coaster is coming to xbox but also ps4 but it was announced oh fuck there yeah. So this is a neat PC game. It's already out on PC. If you like Roller Coaster Tycoon, this will be up your alley. 
They had a new trailer for Wasteland 3. Have, have you played Planet Coaster? Sorry to interrupt. I have it, and it didn't grab me. I was wonder, I was just wondering, it, you know, how it's revered, if it's better or worse than Roller Coaster Tycoon. I want to go back now that I'm sure it's had a million updates. Right. But something about it just didn't, yeah, didn't grab me initially. Right. I, I think I might love watching other people's roller coasters more than I would actually like building them. Yeah. Like some of the crazy shit I see oh, online yeah. is nuts. I'm more interested in the park management than the building of the coasters. I I really hate building my own coasters. I like just building from the presets and then modifying them and making sure there's walkways and you know. Right. I was always more interested in the animal slash dino ones. Oh yeah. So that that new uh, zoo game just came out and it reviewed okay. That's the same developer of of nice. a zoo. It's called Planet Zoo. Yeah. So it actually reviewed decent. Yeah. So I might check it out. They were kind of weird about their reviews with IGN. They oh, really? like, refused to send IGN a review code because mm. of some weird drama. And they didn't even respond to us. Not that I'm saying we're on the same Just review tier as IGN, but <laughs> yeah. they, they, at least IGN got a response. So to close this out, they announced a bunch of new Game Pass games. I'm going to blitz through all of them. Yep. And then we can. I want to talk a little bit about Game Pass. Here are the games coming uh, either soon or in 2020. Final Fantasy. Here we go. Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, 13, 13, 2, uh, Lightning Returns, and 15, all coming to Game Pass. So basically all the available games that have been on current gen right. have been on Game Pass, are now coming to Game Pass. I'm disgusted by what you just said. Why? Just the amount of fuckery in those titles. Damn. Of 10, 2, it's. I remember when those came out. Just seeing the box art, I'm like, why? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, Yakuza. Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1 and 2 making their debut on Xbox. I've never been on Xbox before. Uh, will also be available on Game Pass. Witcher wow. 3. My friend P- Pedro, Double Kick Heroes, Edge of Eternity, and Cyber Shadow. There's many more, but those are the ones of note. Just because Cyber Shadow, that's that new Yacht Club published right. game that looks incredible. Double Kick Heroes, I threw in there just because I think that game is very cool. It is very cool. Uh, My Friend Pedro, which was one that, Ben, you reviewed. I did. And liked very much. I think I gave it an 8.5, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Good but game. I liked it more than, I mean, that's a good score, but I liked it a lot more than that. Right. And, of course, Witcher 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's heard of that? Who's heard of that? <laughs> Let's talk about Game Pass real quick. Just because the Game Pass has ramped up yeah, like crazy, I feel like, in the past 12 months. And I think we're going to continue to see it ramp up up until the launch. How much do you guys think that Game Pass is going to affect the early success of next gen? Uh, depend. Well... It depends on the price point, first of all, for the consoles. Because, okay, somebody, I, I don't think this is going to affect my, but the average consumer. If Xbox announces and they're $499 and PS5 announces and they're $499, they come out in the same week. They come out with a few games here and there that are interesting. You know, you got Halo 5 on one and maybe you got, I'm, I don't think this is going to be true, but let's say you have, uh, Horizon. You two. have Horizon Two, which I again don't think is probably going to happen. It could. If you're me, or if you're the average consumer, and you say, "Well, I could play," you know, this new system 
that has this new game that'll be cool, but that's all I can play. Or I can play this other system that has a game that I know is going to be good. And I have thousands or hundreds of games that I can play right away without having to buy anything else. I think the average consumer is going to lean in towards the all in one package. Yeah. I think, um, first of all, I think horizon two is locked for launch on PS five. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to be their saving grace is these like huge titles right. that they got to have ready at launch. Yeah, that's this is their Breath of the Wild. This is going to be the Horizon 2, dude. Dude, that's an interesting thought to think about. It's going to be their Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Will it win Game of the Award? Game of the Year Award next year? It didn't even win any awards. <laughs> it was I know, and it was bullshit. The first one, yeah. Well, the second one's going to be way better, Ben. Dick. Yeah, it's interesting to think if I you... Liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I liked it. I you were just giving me sass. Yeah. Um, thinking about Game Pass, like, it's, it is it has been, like you said, an interesting thought to think about, like, okay, you buy the next Xbox, you come home day one with Game Pass, and you have access to all of Xbox first-party launch titles. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. So the question is, I guess, I don't know how Game Pass is, like sustainable almost like uh, did we talk about this on the show or is it off where we talked about like are they do you think they'll eventually jack up the price of game pass i don't know but we can talk about it again even if we did okay um they have to jack up the price what what is it normal right now if you don't find a special offer i want to say 10 bucks a month okay so let's say it's 10 bucks a month and game pass ultimate is 15 which includes xbox live and the pc version i will check while you speak there is probably a good likelihood that even if you have game pass you're still going to buy another game or two a year and you know microsoft's getting their cut from all that let's say they keep it at ten dollars a year but they raise they they triple their subscriber base to it versus if they raise it ten dollars a year which makes it 20 and their subscriber base stays stagnant or grows down they're definitely going to make more money keeping it cheaper and providing more value right I mean, it's like the Netflix model. Now, Netflix has raised the price a little bit over the years, but the point is when they first started out, Xbox, or I mean, Netflix was like the best value. You get hooked on it. Even if they raised it a couple bucks, totally worth it. But if they had immediately jumped to double the price, a lot of people would have bailed before they ever got started. So I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I think they will probably, if they're smart, keep the price where it is or only marginally increase it. I don't think you're going to see a big uptick, but what you will see, hopefully, for their sake, is a ton more people jumping onto it. Yeah. So the pricing is... you got to make it cheap enough that it's not worth canceling. Right. For if you have just Xbox or just PC, it's $10 a month. Okay. If you want both, it's 15 and it includes Xbox Live Gold. That's Which such is a good insane deal. for Xbox Live Gold, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. This has me a little worried. I feel like PlayStation really missed the mark with... Uh, the Game Pass, especially in the past year. Now, they do have uh, PlayStation... Now. PlayStation Now, it's which not, they have recently just cut the price in half. It's not quite the same, but I feel like they're still behind even if they have that. It just right. it, it just doesn't work like the way Microsoft's work, and that's the way it should work. I almost see it as that Sony sees themselves like HBO, it's like, sure, you have access to all this content on normal TV. Think about HBO like 10 years ago right. before the streaming version. You have access to all this stuff, 
but we believe that we have the absolute best content and you're willing to pay extra for it. Right. Isn't that funny to think about that? Eventually, I think that looking at Sony's games, it's going to be looking at like you're paying extra as opposed to a subscription. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Because so much stuff is on on a subscription service. Right. Now. Which I don't know. Ben, I was thinking for people like you and I, because we kind of play the system like uh-huh. we signed up for origin premiere for Star Wars. Yeah. Paid fifteen dollars. And most likely I'm going to cancel that before next month. Right. So I'm walking out playing a full sixty dollar game for fifteen dollars. Right. I don't know. It just seems I'm guessing that not as many people do that. I definitely know that there are plenty of people who sign up for something because it's free or cheap and then have full intentions to cancel it, but they don't. Or they get in there like you and I, like, you know, we knew about Origin Premiere. We even knew there was a lot of stuff on there. But both of us logged in last Thursday night and we're like, wow, there is a lot of stuff in here. So, you know, there's definitely people who are going to plan on doing that and then change their mind. And then there's the people who are just like, yeah. Whatever, I'd, I'd rather pay for three different subscription services and still get off cheaper than buying one new AAA game a month, and I still get to play new AAA games. Right. That's something I was thinking is that I was thinking about this specifically with movies because people are like, oh, well, with all these streaming services now, it's just like cable. I'm like, uh-huh. no, it's not. Right. Literally, it's way cheaper. You could buy <laughs> way, way, Hulu, way Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Amazon. You could probably buy all of those, and it would be... 50 or 60 a month as right. opposed to a cable bill that is $100 or more. Brandon, you just yeah. uh, you used to work at a cable company. What, well, was I mean, the, what was the base cable package? The base package. Not like just local channels. I mean like. Right. Yeah. I honestly don't remember the exact price, but it, it, it was noticeably lower, but it was literally bare minimum TV. Nobody wants that. So, if, so right. if you want like a watchable, okay channels, nothing fancy, just like your basic shit, then yeah, that's going to be around a hundred bucks. It's interesting. I'm not, not business savvy. I don't know a lot about economics, but like, are we seeing in entertainment, a race to the bottom? Mm. You know, like think of the app store. Yeah. There's a race to the bottom. And now the app store is flooded with shit because no one wants to pay a dollar, which app arcade has done something good to kind of remedy that. Well, that's the difference there is that there was a race to the bottom, which I don't think Apple intended. I'm sure they didn't intend, although they probably still made way more money than they would have otherwise, where now they, they realized that there is a huge contingent of people not spending any money on their service. Like I, I wasn't buying games on Apple for a long time because they were just garbage. Right. And now you have it so that like me who maybe plays phone games a couple hours total a month at most yeah. is gladly giving them $5 a month for the opportunity to play a game or two I like. Right. So I don't know, <laughs> I guess is the answer. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see that with streaming services. You're not going to see a race to the bottom because costs are inflating. And as there are more streaming services, you're probably going to, it's going to be harder to pick up an additional one, even if you lower your price, right. an additional subscriber. Um, but what really gets me is like Disney Plus is only seven bucks. Dude, it's so cheap. I got the Hulu bundle. Yeah. So now I have Hulu Premium, uh-huh. ESPN Plus, which I will literally never use, right. and Disney Plus, and it costs me 15 bucks? 13, 13. I think. Because it's a dollar more. 
Hulu, it's like I signed up for Hulu Premium and then I added Disney Plus and it literally adds one dollar right for Disney Plus. So it's, I think it's thirteen a month, which is just in, insane. But I guess the difference about the race to the bottom is that with the App Store, we saw prices literally being free. Yeah, it's not like there were co- like Crackle was a free streaming service for a while. Is it still? I don't even know if it exists anymore. Okay, yeah, but it was free, but you had to watch ads. Right, but it didn't catch on. Because I think that people hate ads heinous more than they hate microtransactions. So when do we start seeing ads in games? More than we have already, I guess. You mean like the monster in Death Stranding? Mm. I guess it's just a different <laughs> model. <laughs> but wasn't there something about one of the NBA games or something where they were going to start adding logos of brands to shirts or something? I, f- I feel yeah, like I saw or heard I remember that. You s- I remember reading that somewhere. All right, we're already pretty deep in the show, so I'm going to move on from here. But this has been a good discussion about... Uh, everything, all the all the big things yeah. going on. So this uh, next one, big um, breakthrough or like leak from Kotaku from, of course, Jason Schreier. Uh, Bioware is planning to overhaul Anthem, which is, I believe, last time I saw the like eighth best selling game of the year that a lot of people think is really bad. Yeah, uh, this comes directly from the article. So I'm just going to read two little sections that give you the gist of the what's going on. It says many of the details are still in flux and there's no clear timeline for the Anthem next project just yet. In fact, from what I've heard, the developers at Bioware haven't even dis- decided how it will be distributed. They're still figuring out whether updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. Right now, dozens, if not hundreds of developers at both of Bioware's offices in Austin, Texas and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, are quietly working on plans to overhaul the game. Interesting stuff. First, I want to get at the point about Anthem's popularity Yeah, in circles that are not our own. I was having a conversation with a colleague the other day who is someone that buys every uh, Tom Clancy game, buys every, uh, you know, buys shooting games, basically. If yeah. it's a shooter, he's going to buy it. Right. And he was talking about how great uh, Breakpoint is. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I heard it was like really broken in a lot of places. He's like, no, nah, man, it's great. And I'm, th- I was thinking about the fact that like everything I've heard about Breakpoint is terrible. It's really bad. People hate it. But then there's this just general, you know, Joe Schmo who plays shooting games and he absolutely loves it. And he was recommending to me that I buy it and that we play together and everything else. And I'm like, I don't know. That's just, so there's so many people out there who are playing Anthem right now. We talked about that with Fallout 76. So many people playing it that don't even realize it's a bad game because no one told them that. And mm. they're, don't get me wrong, like we review games. Like I obviously think we have journalistic integrity and, and reasons to do things we do and to say things we do and pick up on things. But like there is a large contingent of the population. If a game is fun to them, it's a good game and they're going to buy it and recommend it to their friends. Right. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing when you get into like taste and like games that are bad that people like and stuff. Cause it's like, do we, we play, we know about all the games right. or at least we try right. to know as many as possible. So our, I don't want to make it sound like, well, our taste is better than people that like Fallout 76. Right, right. That's not what I'm getting at. But it's like, if you eat, you know, if a guy drinks a thousand dollar whiskey every day and then has Jim beam, he's going to hate it right. and spit it out. Or but if someone talk about o- coffee or yeah, yeah, but if someone only drinks 
Jim Beam or quality whiskey, then they're going to think it's great. Right. And, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the case with games? I think it can be. Really, I think it's a, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about having fun, right? Right. So I guess that's what it's about. doesn't matter if it's good or not. Yeah. And some people in HP actually, like, notoriously like bad games. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Must be rough for Phil. Poor Phil. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Bubsy was an objectively well-selling, good, good-selling game. Critically, so. critically, critically acclaimed. acclaimed. Yeah. So, Phil, it's not our fault. You know, we would be making fun of you if you were here. So right. you're listening. Oh, of course, of course. I just love roasting Phil. Yeah, Philium. Philium. His new nickname. Philium, is Philium. Fancy Son. So, <laughs> <laughs> the I think that this is interesting because a lot of people just thought that Anthem is dead yeah and it seems to be that that it's quite the opposite that they're silently reworking this game which is interesting just because they could have easily taken the money and just been like okay well we're done with this right now but i mean i guess the ea sees this and says hey we've got a huge install base on this right give them reasons to spend money in the game yeah so i don't know Hmm. who knows i'm even though I'm not interested currently in playing Anthem at all, I'm always down for a redemption sure. story of uh, this game. So yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Okay. Two more items. Stadia has launched. The reviews are out, and I just want to talk about it briefly. Yikes. First of all, in the Digital Foundry analysis that I watched, or I, I guess it was an article. They don't have a video out yet. Uh, a lot of games, or not a lot. Let's just specifically, I'll talk about the ones I know about. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, if you're using it on your Chromecast, it is outputting at 1440p at 30 frames a second. Now, you may remember that you could have to buy, if you want to play Stadia right now, you have to buy Stadia Pro, right. which is a subscription that lets you play games at 4K 60fps. What the fuck's going on? And it can't I can't even reach people, it. Yeah. I'm surprised that no one else is talking about this. Maybe there's something I don't no, understand. There are definitely people who are talking about it. I've seen them. Like, to me, it's like, surely Red Dead should run at 4K 60. Yeah. That's what they've been advertising. That's what you're supposed to be paying for. Right. There are games on it that are running at 4K 60. Right. So here. OK, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that the latency, of course, can be bad. Yeah. Which. They really pushed that as long as your internet connection was good, that that would, you know, latency would be great. Right. I've seen that not be the case, though. Right. Yeah. On on good or bad yeah. internet Multiple. connections. Yeah. The other final thing that I thought was just absolutely insane is that Stadia has launched. But if you want to play Stadia, you have to buy their Founders Edition, which is $130. It comes with their controller in three months and a Chromecast, whatever. Because I went today, I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can check out something on Stadia on my PC. Nope. Oh, yeah. It's like early access, essentially. Right. I guess. I was like, that's ridiculous. Why can't I? I have a controller here. That's a whole shtick. Stadia, whatever control you want, well, whatever think, device. I think that was the benefit was that if you bought into that founder's edition or whatever, you, get you it. got it a couple days early or a little couple, while early. A little while early. I don't know when the rest of them are going live. I don't know, man. I'm just surprised. Like, to me, I feel like this is like could be a lawsuit 
with the 4K60 thing. And there's probably terminology somewhere that saying like not all games will run at 4K60, but yeah, right. they probably had the the fine print on the <laughs> The other interesting thing that I've been seeing is that one of the big things they were pushed is that you don't need a super powerful console. Stadia games will look even better than your consoles because we can do 4K60. Uh-huh. Red Dead noticeably looks worse on Stadia. Uh, Destiny 2 is kind of an interesting one because it runs at a higher frame rate but doesn't necessarily look as good. And something Digital Foundry said was it uh, felt less responsive on Stadia despite being at 60 FPS as opposed to consoles at because 30. of the latency. Because of the latency, yeah. right? Which is big, a very strange Yikes. problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like it clearly should be well if it's a higher frame rate, right? Theoretically, it should feel more responsive. That would probably feel so fucking weird because you're seeing the like I don't know. That's the thing. Like Parsec, as good as it is, right? You're not gonna play a twitchy shooter on it, right? Because right. there's latency and it feels right. weird. I have to assume that that's how Stadia feels right now. Yeah. So that's the thing about streaming that everyone has different acceptable levels of what uh, latency should feel like. Right. To me, even if I'm streaming on my home network, there's like detectable latency that I'm like, I can't, can't do it. Right. Right. So I don't know. Do you guys think this this thing is dead in the water? I don't know. This is what day one, day two. Yes, day one. Um, I think if we look at a lot of big launches, whether it's in products or whether it's in games or anything, the first week's always rough for a lot of things, and we tend to either be super harsh or give them a big pass based on our notions ahead of time. Like for me, you know, Destiny Two, the whole first day they came out with Shadow Keep and they made it free and everything. It was down all day. I wanted to play. Brandon wanted to play. But we we were like kind of like yeah we get it, um, it's you know it's a huge server load. But with Stadio, the none of us are hot on. We're like oh yeah, everything's terrible because it's the first you know everything's terrible and it's going to go downhill. Now I have that opinion, right. so I'm not stating that I have a different opinion than you're saying. But um, we probably should try to be a little more fair and say well let's see where the service is at in two weeks or a month. Right. I've gotten yeah. a weird... Maybe the lag is because... Yeah. The input lag is because there's, you know, millions of people playing it. Yeah. All at once. That's true. But it's also not delivering a lot performance-wise as well. And I feel like that's what's important. You can't really... It's strange that we now live in a world where things can be released and we're okay with them not being finished, I guess. We're, like, not being exactly what they should be at mm. the moment of them being in our hands. So that's where I'm kind of at is like, is it okay to release it if it's not quite ready? It it clearly feels like it's in beta. Right. Which, which if they market it like that, fine. Right. I accept it. The thing about Stadia is that I think they were, they had an uphill battle because they had to convince everybody that streaming is a viable option to play games. Well, th- that's why I think it's dead. And I don't mean to interrupt you real quick, but no, like, who's buying this? Mm. Because a good litmus test for me to someone who really likes video games and will hear about video games and will tell me about things, but is not a video game guy is my dad. Yeah. If I try to explain to him what the fuck this was, 
he would, he would be explode. Con- he would be confused when I, someone who knows exactly what it is, tries to explain it to him. Do you ever think he's going to go out by himself or hear about it and say, like, with all this complex shit, that it's going to be even close to being worth it? That's why I think I think it's a niche thing, and the fact that it's not even, you know, the people in that circle seem to be bashing it. Ben's right, right. it is early, but there's some promises that are just... Well, there's some things that should have went better, I think. Right. Especially for launch. So, yeah, that's the thing for me is that they had an uphill battle where they had to convince people that this was a viable option. And I think they even got some people excited with sure. that initial reveal and all the features. And now that it's here and they're at, at bat ready to swing, they're completely missing because the features aren't there. The latency is bad. The games aren't there. It's not to what they promised. Right. None of the, like. The launch is clearly not ready. This is something that I feel like they had to get right day one. Right. In order to convince people, like I said, that uphill battle. But yeah. And what ends up happening, just like with No Man's Sky, just like with potentially Anthem, if it's a shitty start, it usually takes quite a bit to get people back. Like, remember, No Man's Sky started to get a little bit better. There was this update and then that update. And then like everyone was talking about No Man's Sky because it got this crazy huge update. And, you know, it... It usually takes a lot once you've lost somebody to bring them back. So the thing is, is if they did have a shitty launch, what are they going to do to try and make it good enough that I, someone who is no longer interested, would want to go get it? Yeah. Here's one of the biggest tells to me. And, you know, I am on Twitter a lot. I follow a lot of gaming people. A lot of gaming people retweet other gaming people. And maybe this is just part of the zeitgeist, but I haven't seen anyone hot on it. No. I've seen people say, yeah, even though there's a lot of problems, I'm still excited. But no one has just said, like, wow, this is better than I imagined. I never thought Stadia could be so cool. And that probably spells trouble. I'm getting a weird vibe the past week or so that in addition to all this shit that we've already talked about is that I feel like there's a vibe that people don't want Google in the industry, in the gaming industry specifically. That's entirely possible. That they feel like they're slimy and that they're here to make money. Which they're, they everyone's are. here to make money. <laughs> yeah. Of course. But it people, I think, are getting a vibe that it feels very opportunistic more than other companies that it's like, well, we don't really have any business being here, but we thought you could we could sh- sell you guys this shitty thing. Does no one remember when Microsoft launched the Xbox? <laughs> With Connect. That, that, the original Xbox. Oh, the original Xbox. Oh, that was the, right. That was the very, like, <laughs> that was the very sentiment. Right. At the time. Yeah. From what I can remember that, oh, that's Microsoft. They make computers. Why are they making video games? Yeah. Even though they had made video games, but that's a different point. Yeah. All right. So let's, this is the final item here that I just want to touch on briefly because we're going to do probably a whole episode about this at one point. And that's the Game Awards. The nominations are out. So we'll just quickly talk about the nominations for Game of the Year. They are as follows. Control. Resident Evil 2. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Death Stranding, and The Outer Worlds. And Death Stranding leads with the most nominations with nine, and Control is second behind them with eight. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So without getting into, I don't want you guys to say who you think is going to win. Sure. Because we're going to do an episode before, probably after the Game Awards, where we talk about who we want to win, who we, you know, our predictions as well as potentially a follow-up. Right. So what do you guys think of this list? 
I think I haven't played a lot of them. Brandon, the re- oh, sorry, that what I said I had a weird tone of voice when I said Brandon. Um, you just don't really play like yeah. a lot. You stick to the games you like, though, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And it's not like I'm uninterested in these. It's just I don't know. I haven't, and you but know, there are a few categories you'd be interested in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've played some of them. I haven't played none, and I really, really am excited to buy Outer Worlds here in the next couple months whenever i end up getting it right so yeah. for for me uh you know i've played most of these or i'm planning to play most of these uh or at least played part of most of these the only the odd one out for me and i know that resident evil 2 everybody thought was great and i'm sure it is great i'm not a big horror game or movie or anything guy not because i'm a scaredy cat but because they just don't impact me um the way I want a game to impact me or a movie to impact me. But I don't, I just don't get it. Mm. I understand it's a good game. I'm sure if it was a game, like I loved Crash, but I never would have Crash Bandicoot's re-release. I never thought in a million years it should be any kind of near topic for game of the year, no matter how good it was, because it was a re-release or a remake, not a re-release. Right. I don't know. I guess that, you know, who am I to judge the criteria, but, Resident Evil 2 is just the one for me that I'm like, no, that shouldn't even be considered. Should there be a remake category? Best remake? Mm. Maybe as the years go by and we get more and more and yeah. more every year. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might be a good option. But other than that, I'm, you know, I think the list, even even including that game, which I I think it should have been on there because it is so revered by so many people. So the list is good. Uh, there are obviously a few that people are shouting that should be on there that aren't, but... I don't know that, that they're right. I think the big two that I keep hearing are Devil May Cry 5 and Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Death Stranding leading the way with nine, I thought was kind of interesting. Nine overall nominations. Maybe that just has to do with the broadness of the game because it's like. There's so very, much. It's very action adventure. It's very story heavy. It's, it's very cinematic. It has yeah, a lot like, of visual aspects. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a very artsy game. But that's it. That's all I got for the news. Now, we are already at one, oh, one hour, five minutes. But I wanted to, with all the new releases, talk about what we've been playing. So here's what I'm thinking. Why don't we each talk about one game? And and, and we'll kind of encompass everybody, you know, yeah. talk about each other's games. Um, and try to maybe go maybe five or ten minutes Okay. with this. Total? Total. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, why don't you go first? Um, so I've been playing Modern Warfare, which, as I've said last week, is great. I'm continuing to play it. The challenges are awesome. Mm. Are you enjoying it, Dustin? Uh, I honestly am not playing it very much. I played a little bit with you yeah. the other night. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's the best Modern Warfare has been. Yeah. Uh, or Call of Duty has right. been in a long time. Uh, I'm curious. There's a lot of rumors about their Battle Royale mode potentially coming yeah which i think would make sense that they would do that yeah eventually i think that'd be a neat thing to do probably early next year to kind of bring people back into the game but yeah no i'm i've been really enjoying that um i got a chance to play outer worlds Mm. for about an hour or so at maybe an hour and a half and i wasn't really being too thorough i was just kind of going and doing quests and stuff yeah uh and it was really awesome yeah um i've watched 
our uh, one of our other writers, Kevin, play it for a while. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'll really like this game. And then I started playing it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, I definitely will get tired of the dialogue at some point, but it's a fun thing. To just run around and. Right. Brandon, you broke the rules. Beat up some characters. Yeah, you know, let's talk about one game. That was one game, fucker. You talked about Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Oh, that was kind of like a shout out. Okay. We'll, we'll consider t- those two halves since you didn't have a lot to say about Call of Duty. Gotcha. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, man. Very cool, Kanye. Ben, let's talk about Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars is your game. Yeah. But, uh, How do you know? Because you talked about it earlier. Okay, you're right. So I just, I didn't, I just knew. You had an intuition. So... I have loved Star Wars since there was a point in my life that I can remember. And, of course, that started with the movies and everything. Uh, But just to be in the world of Star Wars, have it be canonical, have it being relating to the storyline directly of things I know about, um, little bits and pieces of things that are not canonical anymore, but of the books that I read, you know, in the expanded universe and everything, uh, it's just a lot of fun. And the combat is great. Uh, the, uh, honestly, everything about the game is great. The, the story is even really fascinating to me, uh, and some of the heartstrings that it pulls in different places. The only thing I can say bad about it at all is that it's not running terribly well on my PC. And we had a little conversation about this earlier. Um, it's not because my PC can't run it because I turned it down to, it's like above the minimum settings and I turned it down to minimum everything and it was having the same issues it was having at higher. Uh, apparently settings. that's an epic uh, whatever Unreal Engine problem okay. is there's a lot of games that have problems with loading assets yeah. that it makes it stutter. And then so. I confirmed that it wasn't my computer when today you told me that you were having issues with it and your computer is at least a few steps above mine. So yeah. um, anyway, other than that, there's nothing that this game doesn't have that I want in a Star Wars game. Yeah. You're playing it too a little bit. Yeah, I think that what I like the most about it is that it's a perfect blending of multiple games. Yeah. It's very clearly uncharted. It's very clearly dark souls. And it also has the aspect of, I don't know, an adventure where you go to multiple planets. Right. So you go around at different levels, you get new abilities. So technically you could say Metroidvania. You could, but it's dark souls combat. It's mainly dark souls and uncharted, right? Which are two of my absolute favorite things. So uh, I honestly really love the puzzles and I don't, I don't like puzzle games typically. Right. But the puzzle aspects of this game are top notch to me. Yeah. I think it's cool. Also the fact that it has dark souls combat, but it's not weighed down by dark souls, RPG elements. Yeah. Not that I love dark souls, RPGs, but they figured out a way to make a game with dark souls combat approachable. Yeah. Which is great. Um, yeah, we could harp on that a little more, but the one thing I did want to ask you, we talked earlier, you're playing on the next to highest difficulty. I'm playing on the next to lowest or middle difficulty. I can't remember. I'm playing on Jedi Knight. Yeah, so I don't I'm remember what mine's on, called. I'm guessing there's Padawan, Jedi, Jedi Knight, and Jedi Master. Okay. That would make sense. I feel like that was it. Cool. Yeah, but, you're probably right. Well, I'm playing below you wherever I'm at. Yeah. Does it seem like there's an inordinate amount of save points, or not save points, but of... Um, like places where you can stop and rest. Yeah. I mean, this is something that's crept into Dark Souls, but that like Dark Souls 1 versus Dark Souls 3, the amount of bonfires is yeah. 
silly. Brandon, you know about it. like Dark yeah. Souls three is like right. You get bonfires constantly. Yeah, they're all over the place. I just feel like it's a lot. Like a lot of times, I'll get to one and I'm like, well, I don't. My health is a hundred percent. Yeah, and I don't need any extra. Uh, I I didn't use any of the stim packs from from the droid or anything. So I feel like because of Star Wars, it needed to be extra accessible. Yeah, true. You know, that's true. So because yeah. I don't know, because it can be weighed down by those more Dark Soul-esque right. things, you know. So especially because the Star Wars is attached to that, it just right. needs to have mass appeal, I think. You're probably right on that. That's, that's a good observation. I'm thinking that once I finish it, I may, you know, maybe not right away, but jump back into it at like the lowest level mm. for a little bit and then the highest level and just see how they compare. There's like a little meter that shows like, okay, this is how... Your blo- how precise you have to be with your blocking. Here's your yes. health. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. It is cool, yeah. But it's a very good game, at least from what I've played yeah. so far. I think it's neat to see Respawn make a game that's not a f- FPS. Yeah. Just shows they're such a talented studio. Right. Like both Titanfall games, Apex, of course, and now this. It's just like yeah, it's all been, bangers. It's been quality. So I'm curious to see. I, I mean, surely this game has sequel material written all over it yeah i don't know what the sales are like i'm i mean star wars though so oh it's really interesting because i feel like everybody loves star wars and everybody loves video games and the two should make a perfect blend and be not even have to market it yeah but i talked to somebody yesterday actually one of my employees who plays a lot of video games and i mentioned it to him and he was like because we were talking about star wars and he was like oh i didn't even know there was that game Dang. i'm like wow and I mean, I see him on PSN all the time, so he's seeing the banners. I, I know he's right. like culturally aware. Yeah. So that was kind of an eye opener to me. So yeah, I, I assume the sales will be good. I just don't know that the game is as well known about as I thought before. Yeah. That's yeah, just I'm, one example. I'm uh, I'm very pleased with the game so yeah. far. For me, I finished Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, two day two nights ago. Uh huh. And no spoilers, of course. And I don't really know what to say other, you know, that hasn't already been said, but I'm in an interesting spot with this game because it is extreme in some ways, extremely innovative in Wait, what's the word innovative or is it innovative? Innovative. innovative. Yeah, it's innovative. So there's a lot of really, really interesting things. And for example, this is not a spoiler, but I guess care you're, if you really care you're already playing it so right. fuck it basically what's neat is that kojima found a way to incorporate elements of social media in as gameplay mechanics yeah which, oh, i feel like that was known from the box, yeah like from the box basically but the thing that i love the most about this game is that you're making your deliveries and you'll have to go from point a to point b and of course you've seen like you can lay down ladders or you know make bridges whatever right. stuff like that but what's the most interesting is that your map gets littered with other people's stuff. Right. And so it feels like everyone's playing Death Stranding together, but separately. Yeah. And so you'll see something that someone built and you can see how many likes it has. And so I, I'd love to know how the system works and the fact that what shows up on your map, what doesn't. Because I'll find something that's like this has thousands uh-huh. of likes. Like this is super helpful at this spot right here. Someone got it really right. And then I'll find something that's just like someone left there. A ladder to nowhere. Yeah. Or or someone left a vehicle here. And I'm like, 
thank God this vehicle is here because I really need it right now. Yeah. So. Well, are you able to like see how many likes your thing got? Um, it will tell you like it'll randomly, like without going back to it and looking at it. I don't know because okay. I just know that I'd be playing and it'd be like so and so this PSN name used your ladder. So and so gave you 50 likes. Yeah. Or something. So it'll pop up and tell you when people use your stuff. Hmm. Extremely satisfying. Do you earn to, likes? Yeah. Okay. So you have a total like count. You yeah. get likes for completing missions and doing well and huh. all kinds of different ways. So the other thing is that you can see all the recent players that you've interacted with their stuff. Uh-huh. And you can choose players to create bonds with and you'll see more of their stuff in your game. Wow. So... Here's the thing. I mean, that element and the fact that it's a game about it's like walking simulator on max, yeah. like turned up to 11. You have to think about your cargo, what kind of shoes you're wearing, what kind of exoskeleton you're going to wear, all these different elements. I think everyone who loves the medium of video games should at least play a couple of hours of Death Stranding. Yeah. Simply for the fact that it is unlike anything you have ever played before. Right. And personally, even though I think the game is probably like a maybe 7.5, maybe an 8, I, I think it's going to be my game of the year. Yeah. But I'm not positive yet. Yeah. But. Um, That's fascinating. Uh, yeah. Everything about it seems fascinating. The way the world changes from what I've seen online uh, based on what other people are doing seems really cool. The one thing I'm curious about, though, is like obviously – some not everything that everyone has ever put down is going to be in your game. Right. Like if if 15 people build a ladder in slightly different places, yeah. those aren't all going to show up. Right. So I'm wondering how they group that. That's what I've wondered. How does it decide what to put in your game? Yeah. And things do deteriorate. That yeah. I was by the end of my playing, it's like your ladder has started to deteriorate. And so you can go and repair. Okay. You probably wouldn't go repair a ladder, but there's certain things that like a bridge or a road uh-huh. You might want to go and repair someone's stuff. Gotcha. So, yeah. Well, it's, hurry up and finish it. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like. He did finish it. I'll, yeah, I did. Well, Ben wants to borrow it is what he oh, said. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanna, he wants to work on some other. I might uh, want to do a couple more things yeah. in it. So I'll end on the fact that despite the fact I've been gushing about it, there are times in this game that I like shook my head or laughed out loud. How dumb. Yeah. How stupid. Something was that happened, right? How cheesy something was, or how frustrating, yeah. So, it is by no means a perfect game, and there's some things about this game that are really, really bad. Here's my biggest question, yeah. How often did you make the baby cry regularly? Yeah, yeah, because he cries if you fall, yeah, or it's or you're like trip. He'll also cry when there are BTs, right? That around, he also laughs a lot too, though. Oh, okay. It's very cute, yeah. So I thought you were going to ask how many times – I don't know why I thought of this. How many times I saw Norman Reedus's ass? A lot, I guess. Often. How many times did you make Norman Reedus pee? Not very often. Okay. I don't know what the point of peeing is. Oh, why not? Still, and I beat it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why not? It doesn't say like, hey, you're going to piss your pants. You better pee. Right. I don't know. I wonder if you could play the whole game without peeing. Most likely. Damn. So. All right. 
Wow, this might be we're at one hour eighteen. This might be the is this the longest episode? I don't know. Podcast? Who knows? Recently, people uh, the other day actually, I'm gonna pick on Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn mentioned to me that his show uh, Indian Incursion and another show on our network, and I'm not saying it because I can't remember what it was uh, on the HP Video Game Podcast Network, did a collaboration episode uh, that was four hours long, and I almost said, "How dare you!" <laughs> oh man, that's just it's it's too long. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not just saying about there. I'm saying all podcasts in general. Yeah. Once you hit the, like, two hours is is pushing it. Right. For me, but uh, yeah. As far as a as a listener, yeah. What I yeah like yeah to, right. But but hey, some people like some people would listen to the same people talk 24 seven if dude, they could. Joe, you can listen to Joe Rogan for literally months, yes. like three hour episodes, multiple times a week. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to anyone for three hours. I, I would talk to Joe Rogan for three Holly. hours. I probably could. Yeah. No, there are times where Holly, I'm just like, I need to just I've sit my, here. I've hit my max word count. For yeah, the I've day. hit my max. I just need to chill out. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, leave us a rating review if you enjoyed the episode, and also visit us at handsomevanum.com. You can support this. You can support the show financially by using our Amazon affiliate link to buy all your Christmas gifts handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. Also, if you'd like to talk and hang out with us, you can join us on Discord at handsomefandom.com slash Discord. As always, check out the other shows on our network because there are many good ones for you to enjoy. It's true. That's it. You said that weird. I didn't like that. For you to enjoy? There are many for you to enjoy. That's because I have to like run through a a mental list of things that I'm supposed to plug at the end and I can't now that I'm them. thinking about it more, I might have actually liked it and not disliked it. I'm good. I hope it, you know, did something for you. It, hope it, it moved so. you. It did. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye.